In a world with custom calls, custom shotguns, and custom shotgun shells, why stop there? Why not custom decoy rigs made to hunt the way you hunt? From the jerk cords for the flooded timbers of Arkansas, to the long lines for the diver hunts of the Great Lakes, to the Texas rigs for the crawfish ponds of Louisiana and the rice fields of the Sacramento Valley. At A-Bear's Custom Decoy Rigs, LLC, they have the rig for you. From their coated cable to their patent tangle-free monofilament rigs to their endless weight, shapes, and sizes, they have what you're looking for. Find them at www.abearcustomdecoyrigs.com or find them on their Facebook page. Remember, get the rig for the way you hunt. everybody to another show of flyweight connections my name is chris and like always i'm here with my buddy uh, joe sharp couldn't make it today so joe you want to introduce our guest hey how you guys doing so we have a special guest alex smith uh veteran and you know avid waterfowler um alex hey how you doing today hey everyone uh thanks for having me chris and joe appreciate hey not a problem yeah, not not a problem, not a problem at all. So for the viewers or guys who kind of been paying attention to us on social media, Alex is one of the veterans that you know got to hang out with all of us in Val and Val Honor when we went to do the Val and Honor hunt up in uh, Northeast Arkansas with Mr. Charles Petty of the Northern Arkansas Guide Service. So, um, and we all know if you guys see that that was a phenomenal five days of hunting. Oh yeah, it was That's- a banger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think that was a big problem. And I, Alex could kind of like uh, caveat off of this. I think the big problem was us like arguing who's who's going to take the rest of the birds because they didn't fit in our vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, yeah. like, that's I'm always a good taking, argument to Alex, have. Like, I'm not taking no more birds. <laughs> if you have too many birds to hand out and take home. <laughs> Yeah, let, let you know, give it to the guy in the Corolla, you know, let him take home all the birds. <laughs> Got the smallest vehicle out there <laughs> trying to put uh, 30 yeah. geese in the back of it. <laughs> I, luckily, uh, the guy, the guy terrorists who went, um, shout out to them, um, third coast, uh, uh, one of the, the nephews or whatever was taking a lot back to his rugby team, so we kind of gave him a whole lot of snow geese. Um, yeah, so. Um, Alex, I know you didn't grow up really, you know, you got no. into waterfowl a little bit later in life. Uh, explain how, how you got into waterfowl hunting and kind of, uh, how you met and got into it with the Val and Honor. Cause you, you know, you've been kind of part of Val and Honor, uh, the, the, you know, some of the core group guys for well, a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, like you said, you know, I didn't, I did not waterfowl early on in life. I did, um, some upland stuff with my dad when I was real young. And then I did, you know, a lot of, uh, deer hunting, uh, primarily guess about four or five years ago, uh, Matt Adams, you know, old Mojo Matt, you know, I worked with him, uh, here in Georgia and he invited me, uh, to go on a VHO trip, you know, down to Lake Seminole. And, uh, yeah, I've heard of first bird I ever shot, ever killed. It was a bull canvas back. So, you know, kind of, uh, kind of hooked after that. Um, you know, it, it's a really, it's a different experience than sitting alone in a tree stand. You know, you, you get to be, you know, with your, with your brothers, you know, primarily hunting with a lot of former military 
And, uh, you know, I really enjoy it, you know, just hanging out with you guys. And, you know, it's a whole different experience waterfowl hunting than it is, you know, solo deer or turkey hunting. Yeah. And what's now crazy that- is like, you, how many times have we heard that, Joe? It's like, you waterfowl is like, man, we, it was just hooked. Like, yeah. I mean, and it, it, well, it, it's different, man. Like, it's, it's, um, you're, you don't get bored. And, you know, sometimes the weather, you know, deer hunting and duck hunting can be the same. It's cold. No. I'd rather be cold with other people than cold by myself in miserable weather. <laughs> yeah, because you're thinking about it by yourself. Where yeah. you're joking around, talking to people, makes the time goes. But yeah. no, yeah. Alex, um, if you haven't, cool. if you heard some of our uh, older stuff, um, I mean, it's kind of the same with me. Like I grew up, uh, like, same thing you did, um, and then I got into waterfowl later in life when I was in the service. So I understand. Trust me. I mean. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to go through it again, but there was a lot of money spent. So. <laughs> yeah. Waterfowl is expensive. <laughs> Talking about expensive. Yeah. Did you get that can mounted by any chance? I did. I did. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to walk over to it? <laughs> <laughs> well, your camera's not on right now. No, it's not. No. Okay. I don't even know how to do that, brother. Uh, there should be in the center on, on the, are you on your phone? Uh, iPad. iPad. Yeah. I, I don't know how it looks on iPad, but yep. There we go. You make, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Let's see that. I haven't have been on Skype since like 2019, uh, according to the history of my Skype account. <laughs> so what's funny is about Skype is I know there's better things out there, but for, for the podcast, Skype's the easiest thing for Joe to use. Uh, if you ever want to have me have, uh, have a fit, try your know, Zoom, whoever makes Zoom, hey man, Zoom's trash. I hate Zoom. I hate it. I hate it. Um, it's, Skype is so much teams easier. all day long, you know, doing these things. So, well, teams, you know, so I work, you know, because I, I still work with the government. Um, and you know what's funny? The DOD teams works a lot better than civilian teams. Because hmm. yeah, it's weird, DOD since. I work with secret stuff. Yeah. Um, our teams is completely different than civilian teams, even though it's made, it's the same people, same everything. The formatting is different. Right. And usually with the government type stuff, it's, it's trash. It's the opposite. But for yeah. some reason they got, they got the teams, right? Hmm. I don't know how that one was feasible, but they did. But yeah. Walk Cisco, over to that Cisco was awful back in the day. Cisco. <laughs> Like the, your guys the thong guy? Uh, no. The Cisco <laughs> VOIP calls, yeah. 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 That, when I, when I, I don't know. That. that was the new technology. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, I know you went on a couple of hunts before, but, you know, what was your hunting, um, your waterfowl experiences before that led up to this big trip here in, uh, in Arkansas? So, mostly unsuccessful here in Georgia. Um, you know, it's, it's public land. Uh, there's a, there's a WMA I go over to. It has a couple holes. Uh, it's first come first serve. So I'm usually, if I am not, you know, feet wet by about three thirty AM, you know, somebody else has beat me to the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I got into kayak hunting. I picked up a kayak at the end of last season. So that's kind of been my go-to this season. Yeah, um, the water's real low. Um, haven't had any luck. I've been out about four times. You know, haven't really seen. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Open so, the next couple of weeks. <laughs> like Val and ours only got me into kayak hunting. Just kind of hanging out. You know, I, I usually I'm in a flooded field, some type of yep. flooded ag field. That's how what I grew up doing. Or I was, you know, when I was hunting in North Carolina, I was doing a lot of um, beaver sloughs. So you know, in flooded backwaters. So every idea was you kind of waited and walked. But I'll tell you what, um, man, I like, I really do like kayak duck, waterfowl, and chasing birds on, on the, in the kayaks and getting into that small, small, shallow, or narrow water. Where you know, you usually, I, I gotta tell everyone, finding a good kayak or a good small craft um, boat. Definitely, I'll, I'll tell them it opened up my waterfowling tenfold. I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I absolutely love it. Chris, you know, that's how I always, that's how I got Chris in the uh, kayak hunting yeah. or waterfowling, so kayak hunting. Yeah, this is what I would say about kayaks. Right? I thought about it that day. I told you I went out scouting Sunday. Um, the, the only issue, the only issue, I, I love my boat, but the only thing is with the kayak, um, there's, nothing can go wrong unless you get hurt it's because it's motorized it's a man you, you're 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 uh you know basically um man i'm losing my train of thought self-propelled uh, yeah you're self-prepared you prepared propelled and you yeah. know you're rowing yourself versus a boat and your motor because i've seen it happen before where something like man your duck hunting uh trip was ruined because your, your motor doesn't work or something's wrong with it so i mean <laughs> Um, that's all well, I, was, I, mean, I, I was just thinking about that the other day. And like, I definitely, and another thing too, is yes, if you have a good, uh, a good, a good boat, you can get into, uh, get into backwaters, but with a kayak, you can get yeah, into you know, yeah, even tighter it, spots. It, yeah. Tighter, yeah. Like I know we, I know we've, we've gone, we're in tight spots where no boats go and we'll, st- and we have to, we'll step out of the kayak, pull, push, pull the kayak over, get back in the kayak and go. Yep. Yeah. What kind of kayak are you running, uh, Alex? Uh, so I got a just a cheap one last year. Yeah. It's a lifetime. Uh, it's 10 foot. I've probably got it overloaded with my body weight and all the gear. But, you know, for me, I, I kind of I, I want to think things through, you know. So if I can yeah. a kayak, if this works, if it opens up area, then make the investment, you know, the following year or two, you know, yeah. and pass this one down, you know, to my son. He's a little older. Yeah, so I'm, I tell you, when, I'm I'm loving it. You know, people. Yeah, if you, if you look, kayak, but it works. I mean, uh, have you? I mean, have you, have you looked at any of the Creek boats, the Creek boat brand? So I am familiar with them. Um, I've never I've never rode one. You know, so I, I couldn't really speak to it. Man, so like I don't know how much uh, your kayak has, uh, the lifetime, how much um, weight you can put in it, but those Creek boats, it's 450 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I know and that, that creek boat, the whole creek boat only weighs fifty pounds. So, right. I mean, I can literally hold it over, and I mean, it's for the, the for the size, it's a ten foot. For the, so for the size and the weight, I can and all the gear I can put into it, and for the weight of the actual boat itself, I mean, definitely looking at those. Uh, well, <laughs> so I know I'm opening myself up to a joke, but is that something you could stick onto a roof rack of a Corolla? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you probably could. Yeah. I mean, it's only 50, 50 yeah. pounds. I mean, you know, mine weighs fifty-seven. You know, I mean, I can, I can get it up on top. Oh yeah, so then that's actually not bad at all, neither. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's only its max load is uh, three hundred pounds. You know, and I'm pounds. coming in about two sixty-five plus gear. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
So before you know you went on this hunt, I know you know you've gone on some um you know you hunted with our good buddy Stump um yep. unsuccessfully. I, yeah. I love something that's very unsuccessfully. Um hey, you know, say that again. That. It, it <laughs> unsuccessfully. Like, it, it was like hundred and five degrees, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was ungodly hot, you know, during duck season in North Carolina that year. Um yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I stripped yeah. down out of the waders and just was shooting in my shorts. <laughs> yeah. So before that, I mean you I know what you want. The only ducks you really killed was a few woodies, that canvas bag. And I think you got on the ring neck, didn't you? No, I haven't got a ring neck. Yeah. Right. I've been down, I've been down to Florida. Uh, didn't, didn't get anything. Yeah. So this so, trip, I figured I got eight new species checked off. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We had, I mean, there was, a good, good. So, um, let's deep dive in this trip. Yeah. So, how was the trip for you? You know, once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. You know, uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable to be able to get out there and see real duck hunting, you know, field pit hunting. You know, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, it just, it blew my mind, you know, that, that first day when you're, you're driving out to the pit. You know, and as the sun's coming up, the, all the birds moving. I've never seen that many birds in my life. You know, yeah. not hunting. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not the type to sit there and take a bunch of pictures, but I kind of wish I had. I've got the memory in my yeah. head, but it, yeah, yeah, I'd rather absorb it in my head than sit there and snap pictures. But I wish snap I had pictures, yeah. pictures. You know, because it was unbelievable. Well, it's so hard, like early in the morning, taking those pictures because they yeah. Like before shoot, like because it's always it's always and we 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 stayed on pretty good birds up for all of us for yeah. those three days. Yeah, but you know it's hard. But at shooting line, about thirty minutes before shoot line, when the birds are really starting to stir up, it's like I mean it's hard to explain. Like to, you know, yeah. just you hear the noise, you hear them, you hear the. I mean, I picture. I mean, yeah. the picture yeah. can't the sounds on the early morning. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, for me, my favorite time, my two, the, the time I hate the most and the time I like the most in, in the hunt is that 30 minutes before when I'm putting the, I love putting decoys out when none of my lines are tangled up and I'm using a bear custom rigs because a bear custom rigs are truly tangle free, uh, rigs. And, you know, and, um, you know, I put my decoys out. I'm sitting down. I'm either drinking a monster if it's hot here in Louisiana, or I'm drinking a coffee when it, you know it gets a little colder. And you're hearing those. Yeah. You start hearing the ducks. You looking at them. And you can see them when like the, the sun and the moon's kind of transitioning. Little you flash. See it. Yeah. Yeah. You see the flash. You see the silhouette of mine. That's probably my favorite favorite time. You hear the lonesome hens on the, on the water. I mean, and then you're with your buddies, and you're you know family members or your friends yeah. and it was just like and every you know everyone still is that i've been hunting for almost 26 years duck hunting and i still kind of uh -huh. get like hey you still kind of get excited yeah and uh yeah, yeah so that's you know that's my favorite time and you know i snap pictures and put them on facebook and instagram and put them on like the val and honor page but as great as those pictures are just like you said that's without that audio it's it, it's hard to explain those pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That just 
kind of that, that's that feeling in your chest. You know what's about to go down. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I think the first three days, every day we had a pretty decent day of duck hunting. Yeah. Uh, I think when three days we think we killed forty-seven birds in three days. I think it was my tag. I, I, mean, I journaled. We were, I journaled I we were double digits every day, and I think one day we, I think we got up to eighteen or nineteen one day. Yeah, we yeah, got we eighteen got the 19. first day. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, nineteen. Nineteen, including geese, the first day. The second day, I think, was twelve, and the last day was fourteen. Yeah. And the, and then. And those are all, all different ducks, ducks. you know, yes. and, and that, that was something I didn't expect, you know, in, in Georgia, it's, it's wood ducks, occasional mallard, you know, at least on my part of the town, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. there, I mean, you know, it was teal and mallards and, you know, spoonies, you know, we had what a gadwell, <laughs> hentail, gadwell we, had wood duck. we had a hen, hen wood duck. No, I don't think we had a hen wood duck. There was right? a hen. Yeah, there was a hen. There was a hen. Yo, there was tons of hens. Oh, yeah. we got birds killed though. There was no. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to say I, when I did my count, I, I like the forty-seven birds we killed. Twenty-five of them were spoonbills. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and you know, huh? And how many? A lot of hens at that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so out of those twenty-five, only three of them are drakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually been a real common theme even down here in Louisiana. The spoonbills have been. I mean, I don't know if you've seen on social media, but uh, that was a, a week ago. We did a, I, it was actually a week ago today. We shot a four man limit of spoonbills. Mm, good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That and was nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. No, we had to, we had our opportunities, but it was a really weird hunt. In the morning, we probably had a couple hundred birds on us. Yeah. Uh, Gadwall teal, a lot of Gadwall teal. We shot. We went to go pick up birds because we're hunting the marsh. We thought we'd kill some teal. All the birds were Drake spoonbills. Mm. Like, all right. So well, there's four of us. We have six birds down. Some more birds to shoot. Now we have, we're, we're up at a two-man limit of nothing but Drake spoonbills. There's four of us. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know what? And I'm, I'm saying, I'm seeing hundreds of spoonbills. I'm like, let's, let's get a four-man limit of spoonies. I'm like, I bet we could do it. And um, so we're like, we're all waiting. We're all needing one more bird and four bull sprigs, pintails, like the one Chris shot down up there, yeah. beautiful, fluttering over. And I was like, don't shoot, wait. And we're, we had, and everyone, everyone kind of made the pack. Like, we're not shooting those pintails. We're all going to get our one last spoonie to have a four man limit. You know, <laughs> and we did. We shot a four man limit of spoonies. It was somebody would have had to hold me down. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys. Are like, I can't believe, it. but I sent I sent a picture of all that stuff. Some steel, then pintails <laughs> to Ramsey, and uh, Ramsey was like, you know, he was like, yeah, he was a uh, he was like a four man spoonbill because uh, Ramsey he's a real big um he's a real big proponent on shooting them spoonbills. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like going back. You know, shooting all those different uh, different species. Yeah, I know you didn't you didn't mount anything. Uh, no. you, know, you you kind of took the meat haul, which um, definitely a good thing. But was there kind of like a like like a bird you wanted to mount? You know, if be that you know you pulled up on one. 
you know, probably if we had got a real nice spec. Yeah. You know, yeah. Real good. You know, that one I would have considered doing. And, uh, you know, if we if we'd had a little more uh, pintails come in, that'd been another one I'd, I probably would have done. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've done a couple of these out of state trips. And I've never brought home meat, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. and, you know, I, I, I told my wife, I was like, you know, this is, this is not about putting things on a wall. I said, I want meat this trip. I said, that, that's yeah. where I want to go. I want to come back, put stuff in the freezer. You know, it's, it's clean. It's good eating. You know, we love it. We love eating it. I have, yeah, I'm putting on a grill tomorrow, you know? I got a question. Have you have you cooked the duck or the geese yet? Not from this trip. I literally took some out today, um, and I'll be grilling it up tomorrow. I took yeah, out, she's uh, gonna grill. It was a mallard. I think it was a mallard and spoonie. It was a couple breasts in a bag. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess the reason I was asking is just like, how are you gonna cook it and stuff like that? I mean, um, and I, I don't know. I think we told you, but man, uh, I, and I'll I'll tell you just because I was. I, I was kind of the same like that. Like everybody does the poppers. Or, I mean, you can, you know, if it's a good uh, speckle belly, I mean, it's great to eat like a, a, a steak or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just like broadening your horizon with like the food and stuff. So when we got with uh, Jason, man, he really opened up a lot of stuff for me. So asking him questions on how to cook them and different cooks, Joe, man, you, all kinds you, of pool. You can't go, you know what? Of all the stuff I cook, poppers. I mean, I cooked poppers the other day for uh, to watch some fo- uh, yeah, no, football. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with poppers. No. I love poppers still. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not yeah. what I'm saying, but I mean, I mean, look at the stuff like some of the stuff like the duck tacos or like uh, the pool, yeah. the pool goose that you made, um, basically like a pulled pork or something. So I, I just, I mean, I don't know. It was just something like, man, I, that's something that I, I try to like. I'll never start away from poppers because you can't go wrong with them. No. But I always try to like mix it up and stuff and try to see, like I did the duck all orange last year and stuff like that. So that was, that came out really good. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking but, of, you know, nice hot cast iron skillet with some garlic, onions, and butter. Yeah. You can't go wrong. I can't go wrong. About, about My favorite cut of meat is, is duck. Like that's literally the best steak you could ever eat is, is a duck breast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll put a I'll put a speckle belly up, or a, a nice pintail breast with skin on, and you can compete that with some of your best your best ribeye steak. I mean, it, I mean, it's that's I, bold, I mean, man. I, that's bold. Yeah, it is, man. That's bold. <laughs> I was like, because I made uh, a mean ribeye too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that. That's bold, but I mean, I, you're not. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love my best eating for me is wood ducks. I, I love wood ducks. Yeah, speckabelly. I love speckabelly. Teal. I love teal. Like you can't go wrong with those. Like you can cook those however you want. And it's, um, yeah. all other ducks, I love them. You know, I, I I've ate uh, snows. I've ate I've ate uh, spoonies. I've ate every mallards. I've ate all everything else. And um, but man, it's just something about that wood duck taste is just yeah. it's really good. And then the side of speckabelly, I really like the speckle. But speckabelly, man, I cook that like like a uh, like a ribeye steak. Yeah, I mean, we I did, love we, the we did for New Year's. We did a speckle belly gumbo. That was really good. Hmm. Well, that that wood duck gumbo your uh, your wife made last year, uh, man. That yeah. was oh man. She did fun. she did the exact same, just with a big old speck that, um, from the yeah. other year. Yeah, I'm just hesitant, you know, to the amount of prep time a proper gumbo takes. 
Um, yeah. Um, it, it's it's a, it's an all day affair. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You can cut, and I'm down here in Louisiana. People are gonna tell you, you know, how much they make their own their own roux. But a lot of guys, I mean, your biggest prep time is a roux, and a lot of people get roux from a jar. And there's there's some there's some jar roux down here in the store. Like we and Louisiana is full of these little local um, meat markets, and their roux are those those local, um, you know, small mom and pop shop roux that come in a jar. Yeah, you're not getting them by Walmart, but I mean, they're just as good as any you know you making your homemade roux. And I mean, then that saves you a good almost an hour to forty five minutes of uh, prep time right there, just in the roux itself. Yeah. Even yeah, cooking with like, um, even cooking it, cooking like with getting um, duck fat and stuff from the store, man. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I got that. I, so I mean, and I'll cook I'll cook that with like legit like ribeye steaks, like beef. Yeah. I'll you know I'll bake I'll put a little bit over on top of it. I've I've, I've done it with my smoke my briskets. I've, I've done it with that. Um, so, I mean, even that, man, I, there's so much flavor you can get out of some of that duck. Now, if you want to render, and I know we talked to Jason about that, if you want to render your own duck fat, it's going to take a while, but you, it can be done. <laughs> you take a lot yeah. of ducks. Yeah. Um, well, and, so, you know, you, Chris, you talk about a smoker. Let me tell you a little, a little secret, you know, I have discovered. I get bourbon barrel chunks. So they take used mm-hmm. bourbon barrels cut them up into chunks. I'll throw a couple of those in the smoker with my, my regular uh, wood. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Oh man. I got to try. I think we were, I think we were talking about smokers when we were down there and, uh, yeah, I know here, like here, pecan wood is like big in Texas. So, and when I was living in Tennessee, it's not, it's not as big, you know, and I love the pecan taste. Um, so I talked to, uh, a uncle of mine and he, he basically told me just, can you get pecans from the store? I go, yeah. He goes, just, throw the shaving the when you crack them just throw the shells in there and it's hmm. the same thing it gives that that taste um have you yeah i love barking debarking them yeah take the um my brother-in-law was telling me that you know he's a texas guy uh-huh he said it makes it sweeter it doesn't have the acidity in the bark if you take the bark so you off. just take the bark off and then throw it in the fire yeah then <laughs> throw it in the smoker you know i might have i have i've never done that i've thrown it with the bark in there actually yeah. I thought bark is what gave it the flavor, but I make okay. I guess it makes yeah. I guess it makes sense. Um, but before we make it a a, a barbecue, Texas barbecue <laughs> uh, podcast. Don't make <laughs> but, me uh, yeah, yeah. So I know you said that was a that, uh, that was your first um pit hunt. Yeah. You know, hunting out of the hunting out of the pits. First layout. Uh, yeah, I mean your first layout. Yeah. So I mean hot. How'd you like those? You know, if you're gonna do it again or go, you know, go back to it again, what gear would you use that would be a little bit different? You know, explain that part from the newer waterfowler. So for me, the the pit, you know, being being taller, you know, it was it was a little a little cramped at times. You know, when we had the uh, the fold down the fold down hood, you know, you kind of had to hunch down, um, you know. So that was, that's probably like the only negative I could have seen in the pit, you know, sitting in there with your buddies, you're out of, you're out of the weather for the most part, you know, you tip your coffee and, you know, have your, have your snacks on the shelf right in front of you if you needed. I mean, that was, that was a great experience, you know, um, I need to bring, bring a better, uh, waterproof, uh, gloves and stuff 
<laughs> you know, that one day we were in the rain, I was a little wet, but you know, yeah, wasn't too so I will say though. this out of all of us in the pit, and I, I mean, I wish Brandon was here. The only one who did not have any shotgun problems <laughs> was you, was yeah. Mr. Mossberg. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm a proponent for my Winchester, I love Winchester SX4. I think they're probably for a budget gun, they're the best gun out there. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a sh- you know, a, a, a bad shell, you know, no, nothing to the shell company. They were, you know, I was, we were all using high end shell yeah. shells. Um, just s- sometimes a, a, a piece got into my gun, jammed it up, cleared it out, you know, bing, bong, boom, boom, we're, we're, we're good to go. But some other guys, that, you know, some of these Benelli guys, I know. <laughs> They had little Benelli guys had little issues. Just throw some money yeah, at it, it'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah. disassembling in the blind, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that that was interesting. Yeah, you know, things like that happen. Um, I, I will say this, we, we've had this conversation, and so everybody knows he's talking about me. Um, man, I, I yeah, we've had this conversation on other podcasts. Uh, I, I really never really cleaned my gun, and um, I've had it. This is the second season. Well, the and biggest issue with your guns, it's a Stoger. I mean, it's still an inertia. <laughs> I mean, what what was uh, what was Brandon shooting? The Benelli? He was shooting a, a, a Benelli. Oh, no, he wasn't shooting Benelli. No, he wasn't. He was shooting the uh, that gun that every that uh, Clint. Yeah, wanted. the Benelli. Oh, no, yeah, it was an, it was an HK Benelli. It was that HK. Um, it so it's a Super Black Eagle one. It was developed by H and K. Benelli brought it over, so it's kind of like a split gun. It's a real sought after shotgun for waterfowlers. I mean, he never. I mean, I, that, that gun probably. I guarantee, before that day, it gun probably had like maybe a box of shells put through it, yeah. if that. He said it was his uncle's, and that his uncle never shot it. He wanted him to put rounds through it, so. Yeah. Um, but. That's why, I mean, that's another thing too. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but you know, once you get your, your brand new shotgun or any, any, any weapon system, you know, put rounds to it. You know. Yeah. Take it to the range. Yeah, it's going to help. It's did only going to help. Now, now he had a really, I and mean, I'm surprised he, he, he didn't tote this gun out the first day um, or the rest of it. And I don't know if he used the remainder during the goose hunt. And we'll get to that goose hunting here in a bit. Uh, was his, uh, uh, Beretta, that Beretta yeah. Extreme uh, A four hundred. Yeah. Uh, did he use that goose hunting? Yeah, he did. <clears throat> um, I don't recall. He was shooting a bunch of a bunch of ammo for the goose hunts. I, I don't recall him having issues on the goose side of it. Yeah. No, well, I don't think none none of none of us had issues during the goose. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, the ammo we um, used during duck hunting was uh that Boss Bismuth uh three uh. You know, uh, Lee from Boss, you know, Boss has always been a big component for Val and Honor. It's helped Val and Honor since day one. And uh, they got us a very good deal uh, on some cases of ammo that they, you know, I mean, they gave us a very good discount on it. And we used uh, number four, three inch bismuth. Yep. I mean, that stuff was crunching. I, I, mean, we really I didn't... never shot that type of ammo before. Just I don't think of any crips we had. We didn't lose a single bird. No, oh, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't hear the story of me running down my speckle belly. Oh, oh really? yeah, <laughs> he ran. They, oh, he yeah, ran? He was going after. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. 
That might have been that's probably the only crypt I heard of then. Because during the, I mean, we pretty much everything we shot. I mean, it was belly up in the water. I I don't. I mean, I, I think I uh, to be honest, I think we were running out of out of boss at that time. Remember, because we bought we had to buy more shells. I don't know if you were shooting the boss, but I think we were we ran out we were running out of shells. I, well, I ran out. Well, of I left on the. I left and you day. guys were, were I, I loaded. I loaded my personal ammo, and never shot a roundup. You know, I would. I'm not blaming it on boss. I'm blaming it on me for. That <laughs> yeah, that. Well, was, you shot pretty was, good. I, I say all of us, all four of us. You probably shot the best. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, they, uh, no, he did. It's weird shooting from your back. Yeah. I'd never done that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you probably shot, you were using a, a factory choke and everything. Yeah. 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 You probably shot the best. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. So um, what, what did you think about the, the layouts? I know we, we talked about you. What was your favorite, but I'm assuming layout was your favorite or. Um, you know, both of them, I, I do, you know, look, I, I don't, I don't mind sitting down, you know, drinking coffee and eating donuts in a pit, you know, <laughs> that was pretty nice. That's yeah. a pretty nice experience. Yeah. You know, the, the layout, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just, it was totally new to me, you know, so trying to figure out, you know, how to pop up, you know, acquire your target, track it, you know, and fire from on your butt, on your back, you know, at a 15 degree lean, you know, that, that was, that was a challenge, you know? Yeah. Uh, I figured it out, yeah. but you know, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the layout. Um, my first time ever shooting layouts was actually here in Texas. Um, I was hunting down in central Texas and we, I mean, we just pounded on ringnecks, but, uh, we did a lot of layouts at farm ponds and stuff. So, I like layouts. Now, I think the way layouts in a farm pond is going to be a little bit different than the way we use the layout. And because we're in the middle of the decoys with the geese, yeah. Layout in a farm pond, you're on the outside of the farm pond, and you're shooting towards the pond. So you might, you would have liked that a lot better. The only thing about layout is like, if I haven't had my coffee, I'm probably going to knock out. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! Boom! Like, oh. What uh, what layouts were you guys using? So for the viewers, I was there for the first three days uh, with Mr. Charles Petty and Val and Honor. All this was a Val and Honor hunt. Uh, let's get this up straight. Thank you to Val and Honor. Yeah. If you guys are looking for anything, a uh, nonprofit that helps out first responders, veterans, and their family members, uh, go look at Val, Val and Honor Outdoors. Look on their Instagram, Facebook um, website. If you guys are looking for someone to support, that there's a real deal. Um, I mean, but I had to leave halfway in between the hunt because I was guiding some guys down here in Louisiana, which that ended up being a banger hunt. That actually been a real cool hunt. I uh, was I had some first responders down here hunting in the rice in uh, Louisiana. But I mean, was the goose hunting? Were they coming in big groups like you know you kind of like you seen the Tony Vandervoort? Um, videos or, or were they kind of like singles or I mean did you guys have big vortexes of geese? Um, I think I think the day so uh, what would it had been the uh, I don't know what day it was but it was when we were laying out on the field um, I think it was the last day no the last day we went uh, we're on, we were on, the levee, yeah. on that levee ditch and stuff but um <clears throat> No, I mean, we had a couple, we had maybe 40, 50 come around us, 
but they they really weren't um they they would they would fly over us and they would look like they want a vortex and then uh brandon shout out to him uh with third coast he he would call a couple of them and you know some of the snows would drop and they would they would pull from uh from their group so no um, I think maybe we had one, one or two good shoots where we, we just basically one of those shoots where you just shoot up in the sky and you're going to hit something. I think yeah. we had one or two of those. Um, but it wasn't like, like you're, you're talking about, we're just like, just coming in, but it was a good hunt. I mean, we yeah, had I mean you guys of, killed it in two days. Well, like yeah. 58, 57 birds. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, and then they I'll were tell you, I'll tell you what. Yeah, they were steady. It wasn't, and they were, yeah, they were steady coming in. And after 10, 9, was it 9? He said around 9 or 10 or something, they're just going to drop. And right after that 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 happened, they started dropping. Yep. Um, the only thing I would say is, like, uh, the first two days, specs were just worried. They did not want to come. Yep. They, they would, Dude, that's they would the stop. story of my life this whole second. And second, it was crazy uh, because they would, they would get down low enough, and they would just flare. And Brandon's yep. like, man, I should have called the shot. I should have called the shot, but I, I guess he was just trying Brandon to work. Or Brad? Brad, 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 Brad. I said Brandon. Brad Pitcher, my bad. I said Brandon. Uh, Brandon Brad. was another guy we had on the hunt. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brad Pitcher. Um, but Brad, yeah, he, um, you know, they they were just just flare, and we we saw we saw probably every spec the first two days flare. It wasn't until that last day that we saw that specs were coming in because we shot what five that day. Uh, yeah, I the last so. day. Yeah. And I know uh, Brandon shot one that he he was gonna mount, but I don't even think he mounted it. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Yeah, and that yeah. was the thing. You know, they they flare. You know, right at that. You know that that shoot. Yeah, point, that point. You know, yeah. It's like I could I could probably do it, but it's not gonna be a responsible shot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and a lot of people say there's a big discussion sharp when me and sharp had this discussion here on, on the podcast um spec starts almost two weeks before big duck starts down in arkansas mm. and you know so those specs get on well, one they're getting beat up from canada all the way yeah. down the missouri's they get to arkansas and they're gonna get beat up for two weeks i mean that season starts in october so by the time they're there you know they're, they stay up there for a little bit before they start pushing down here to louisiana you know, they're already educated. They're kind of like, mm, yeah, you know, I don't think so. I've seen this, I've seen this book before. Yeah. And I mean, by the time they get to me, it's, it's hard. Uh, spec hunting down in Louisiana is um, not for the faint heart. Uh, you, if you want to get frustrated, almost throw your gun in your calls and, and pick up golf. Get <laughs> come spec hunt down here in Louisiana. But um, yeah, you know, they're, they're, you know, I know Arkansas is talking about, Pushing it back and opening spec and um, duck the same day in November. It's kind of like help on the educated education of the birds. But yeah, I mean specs. For some reason, they get wary really quick, and they're and they're smart. They're smart, smart birds. Um, yeah. So for both of you guys, um, I know Chris, you've been on some pretty good hunts before with me, and then some. You know, you did that, you know, some hunts in Texas, but I feel like this was your first like big, big, like mega hunt. I think it was my first mega goose hunt. Yeah. Um, as far as duck hunt, um, I think those farm pond ones, man, were, was, it was really good because we were done yeah. by, we were done by nine. If yeah. that, like eight, so eight, for both of, you, both of you guys, newer waterfowlers, 
The goose or the ducks? Well, which way you guys lean in that? What were you guys both y'all more fond of? Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've, we've kind of talked about this, Joe. Um, and I think we've talked about it on the show, but um, I would say ducks just because um, I, I still want to, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to use this word and everybody's, you're never going to master. I get it. Uh, but I want to be, I want to, master it enough where i feel comfortable i could like switch because it, it, it really is they're two different yeah they're waterfowl but man the, these all these birds work different they're all just there's like oh you're a duck hunter yeah but you're not just like if you're a big game hunter you're working whitetails um here i mean you would ducks work different from um uh let's say a, a pintail you know what i mean so um i think it's just it's just something that i think uh I want to get better. Yeah, the more variety with the ducks. Um, But uh, that and uh, you know, just working the ducks, and I, I really, and then Joe's going to kind of probably say something, but um, I really uh, like seeing wood ducks work, man. Yeah, I love seeing wood ducks work, and I, and we've had this conversation, and sometimes it can get out of it a little bit, like. I won't say confrontational, but so some, well, people sure, here, some, yeah, some people have their own beliefs that you can't, but I've seen them firsthand, like just from my, my side, that's what I got proud of that ducks were doing what they're doing. And then seeing it when we, when we go out to butt next with you and stuff, seeing it work the first time. So, um, you can, I, I'm going to say you can work with ducks. Yeah. I don't care. You can work with ducks. And I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it because it, it's definitely not easy, but it's definitely uh, become easier for me. Um, so, um, and especially if you know what you're looking for, it's all about what, what yeah. you're looking for, how you're going to call them. I mean, I've, um, how, you, how you're going to decoy them. Um, and they, they, they'll they come right in too. I've had them swim in and, you know, so. Yeah. But, how about you, for you, Alex? What was the, the goose, goose or the ducks? Both, <laughs> yeah. both. You know, I'm I'm still so green. Uh, you know, right now I'll take either. Uh, you know, <laughs> I am still the newbie. Uh, you know, everything is everything is awesome. Um, you know, to me, to me, the the challenge of you know dropping teal as fast as they fly. Yeah, uh, one identifying them. You know, because that's something here. I didn't do a lot of teal season here because I still. You know, I don't know if I know that that's a teal or not to take a shot. Well, it's probably a Georgia. You're going to get them wood. Yeah. Teal season's hard. Yeah. Even for me, teal season's hard. Um, yeah. Because even it's weird here in Louisiana. You go out right now. I can take you out to the marsh where I, where I, where I hunt sometimes. Yeah. Teal. And we hunt big ducks there. And you'll see mallards. You'll see models. You'll see. Teals, spoonbills, whatever. Very rarely in the, in the big marsh have I killed wood ducks. I, I'm out, I have during big ducks. You know, I've killed, but I'll tell you this: it's less than five in the last six years I've hunted down in Louisiana. Yeah. Now let's go to September teal season. Yeah. I've literally had. I've been on veteran hunts. I'm guiding veteran hunts out in this in these marshes, and. Both my sons are pretty or actually really good at identifying. They, you know, nine times out of ten, if I'm, you know, my, my boys are helping me guide some of these veteran hunts. And we've had to stop hunts 
and everyone put your guns down. And we've had a walk and kick the wood ducks out of our teal spread during September teal season because, like, it's I mean, it's not worth what do no. you call it shooting the wrong bird, getting the fine, yep. a black yep. eye, Val and Honor. Like, this is not worth it. Yeah. Um, or I'll, I'll even stop the hunt, but hey, we, you know, everyone shot. You know, I know six bird limit, we all shot three to four to five. E, a pure person, let's call it, it's not worth it. But then I'm like, because I love wood duck hunting. I love eating wood ducks. I love hunting the wood ducks. I, lo- I just like the way wood ducks kind of the way they work decoy spreads. Um, but I wish they're like a, wood ducks and teal season are just dumb. I mean, it's almost yeah. a joke. I have. What, what is well, the wood and, and that's all sound? that's all we'll get around here, you know, for the yeah. most part. So, you know, you, you got this, you know, little bird rocking and through. You know, unless they're yapping off, uh, you know, it's a, it's hard to understand. Yeah. Well, I'll even have so wood ducks it, it, yeah. that will, that will come in with the, they'll be mixed with in the with the teal. Yeah. yeah. So I will say this is, um, and this is something that kind of helped me throughout the years is, uh, and then Joe kind of mentioned this one time, one of our hunts uh, a while back. Um, yeah, I think last year, year, yeah, year before, I don't know when it was, but um, look at their, look at the way they're flying. Like you can kind of tell the the two on the wood duck and that that head because it looks kind of canted when they mm. fly. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. But look look at and that that helps me too. Is look look at them how they look when they fly. Yeah. Um, because for a long time I would just look at like what they look like on the water, but uh, I started just looking at how they looked when they flew, and then uh, yeah, yeah, I even like why, pulled, why, pulled up videos. Videos of what they look like when they're flying over you or something. So, <clears throat> and then even from honestly, I'll tell you the truth, man. Lack of seeing like that place gets different species of birds. I'm not saying it gets all of them, but it gets quite, excuse me, it gets quite a bit. And, uh, hunting that place really helps you as far as a hunter. Cause you, you start learning like which, yeah, what, what birds. Yeah. I like that. I really yeah. do. Um, and I think that that helps a lot. And I honestly, even like, um, you know, hunting certain parts of Arkansas, we saw different species and stuff, just watching yeah. them, how they fly. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I think this is the first getting... time I didn't kill a widgeon in Arkansas. Usually this is I think, the eighth time I've hunted in Arkansas with you guys uh, the last six years. And this is the first time I haven't killed widgeon there, which I mean, I, I'm a big, I'm, a, I'm from the West coast. I love killing widgeon. I love hunting widgeon. I love hunting teal. I love hunting pintails. Didn't we get um, one? Yeah, I wish. No, we did not get a widgeon. Oh. Didn't get a widgeon? We got a gadwall. No. We got gadwalls. I love gadwalls too. Yeah. Uh, we got, oh, we, we also got, got a hen, uh, uh, what, uh, canvas bag, didn't we? A hen or a red hen? Red hen, red hen. Yeah. Um, yeah, hen, we got a, a one. Yeah. And then, um, Man, uh, you're talking about widget now. I wish I would just mounted that one I shot last year. Yeah, you shot a nice that one, one last year. That's, that was that's a what I talked you into. Now, yeah, I, I ended up eating it. But the goose now. side, Joe, you know, the goose to me, I mean, they're they're coming in, you know, that's a giant bird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good compared to what I'm, I'm used to seeing. You know, to me, that's that was easy. You know, if they're in range. The shooting wise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shooting wise is bird, yeah. yeah. Especially snow geese. A snow geese, uh, I got a good, but I don't know if you met him. Um, you probably heard of him, uh, Tom Cannon. You probably heard everyone talk about him. Mm, he, no, he's so. he's hung around the Valen Honor crew a while. Okay. Um, he says snow geese, snow geese will 
they're the easiest to kill. Like when you hit them, like he's like, you hurt their feelings. You yell at them loud and hurt their feelings. <laughs> They'll fall out of the sky. That crypt. Now, speaking of that, you know, I know we've been on for a while. We're about to get on my favorite topic. And I, I know, I, I know Alex can talk this topic with me. There you go. <laughs> so Alex, for a new water fowl hunter, you got into the duck calls big time. Yeah. What made you, and like, I'm a, you know, everyone knows I'm a duck call nerd. I love duck calls. Uh, I love calling. I've I've competed in calling. My kids compete. What got you, you know, being the newer waterfowler and, um, you know, guys who've seen um, my call collection online, Alex's is way better than mine. What? Alex has some good calls. <laughs> what got you into those? Like, what pulled you into into the high end waterfowl call? You know, so that that first trip, uh, you know, in Seminole with Mojo, uh, Matt Wallace. You know, you know, he's he's been involved yeah. for a long time. Yeah, you know, Matt's a good guy. We got we got some talking about calls and stuff, and we kind of developed a friendship, you know, online and talking. And uh, you know, to to me. It, things, things have meaning, mean more to me, you know? So yeah. I went, you know, after that first hunt, I went, got a, you know, a quack ops, a black quack ops, you know, RM cold weather fan. And, you know, that was my first duck call ever. Um, and, you know, a year or so after that, I got my son one. So it's his, yeah. it's the same thing. And it just all started from there. You know, you, you understand the, the collectible, getting into the collectible side of it, you know, some of these, some of these call makers, you know, and, and you know, the, I got, I got a, is it Malaysian Burl cold weather fan? Yeah. So, and, you know, that was just, Oh, you know, amazing. And, you know, it kind of, that, that kind of started it all, you know, and yeah, you know, I, I like. Now, did you buy that one straight up, or, or or did you or did you win that one? So that one I won. Um, and, yeah, you know, and that that takes you down a whole nother road playing those those silly games. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, man, I've never. And I, I played them, and you know, and what we're talking about for the viewers is, is we waffle, man. Yeah. We waffle a lot on these uh, call sites, guys. You see me, you see me all like you know. You guys see me looking down. I'm looking at call nuts in the lounge right now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm, I'm unlucky. I never win any of them. I, I mean, which 90% of the waffles I do are all to good donations, um, yeah. either helping people out or whatnot. So I, mean, I don't mind it. But um, some of my God damn, I wish I got that call. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. Was, I went on a streak there for a while. Yeah, you did. It was awesome. But- you got an African Rosewood. Uh, Alpha, or was it a um, a cold weather fan? Uh, what say that again? Didn't you get an African rosewood or Honduras? Uh, no, African African blackwood or something. Yeah, and now now see there here to segue to a little story there. So I actually didn't. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That one I did win. Yeah, but then I was see. You, you know, he's won a bunch of calls. We can't remember the, the high end calls. He's won. Yeah. <laughs> No, because it's interesting. I was given a African Blackwood and Orange uh, whistle, Owens whistle, from a Marine veteran friend of mine that matched that cold weather fan uh, that I won from a a VHO thing. So that that's you know that's on my lanyard now. 
you know. Yeah, I that's a good, yeah, such I, a good I'm sounding a, call. I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt. You know, people say they you know they're shelf queens. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, hunt them. I'll hunt them all. So, uh, so, uh, me 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 and some have talked about this. Every call deserves a hunt. Uh, you know, there's only one call that he's never blown that he's made. No set. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna probably pronounce this material wrong. It's called banat or ban. Pretty much, for lack of better terms, it's a whale penis bone. Oh, okay. And somebody was like, "I'm I I want a call made out of this," and they passed it him. He was like, "You know what? Hey, you're paying for it. I'm a call maker." <laughs> and he turned them a. It starts. There's a scientific name. It starts with a B. I don't know. But it's a whale penis. It's a whale peter bone. And he turned on my uh, cold weather fan in it. And when the, I guess when they asked him, he me and him were talking about it. And I was joking with him. Like, you, know, <laughs> you already know how we are. We're, we're joking around. And he asked him, you know, hey, how's it sound? And he just was like, you know what? I can't tell you, brother, because that's the one call that I tuned and did everything. And I didn't blow it to make sure. He's like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get myself to, to, blow, to blow on that. And he was like, yeah. I was like, I don't blame you, bud. But the story would have been way cooler if you had told me you um, you tuned it to perfection. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. I, uh, I got to visit his shop once and, you know, seeing him, you know, the care he puts into it, even the CNC runs. You know, yeah. Every single one of those. Follow it, test it, do a little more. You know, it, it's just. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Now, dude, I, now I have. You know, I gotta tell people it's good to be. It's good to have good friends. You know, he got me one of the uh, the big trucks in the the Baltic. Nice. Oh, black uh, yeah, band yeah. too. <laughs> huh? Black band. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Have you seen? Yeah. Then he he just came out with these other new Baltics. My golly, stuff! Like, quit putting those dang things up because I'm gonna buy another one. But that new big him truck, and Deadshot are killing it lately. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Um, but that new big truck, that kind of like that in between hybrid J frame, um, uh, J frame uh, cut down call. Yeah. I mean, I've been blowing that. All, I've been hunting that all second split, and yeah. I'm telling you, man, I I'm a big I love a cold weather fan. Uh, but I still have my first cold. I mean. I, the original cold weather fan he gave me, and then he tuned for me. He sat in his, his shopping tuned for me with his old one right here. At. Um, those I, I hunt those two calls all the time. Um, but man, that that new big truck he came out with that sound, it is. Uh, it's I mean, nasty, huh? Yeah, it is bad. It is yeah. bad to the bone. Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff just you know, he puts out such good calls, and everything he does is he's, he's such a perfectionist. Um, yeah, and he just keeps putting out. Oh, bet. I mean, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but um, are you gonna go there? <laughs> no, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Me, I mean, him, we have discussions about this all the time. I tell him, I'm not, I, I tell him, I'm not into little boys and wizard and uh, magic, or not, little boys and magic, not my thing. Uh, but those, those Harry Potter calls he made are, you know, if you're a Harry Potter, they're nice, connoisseur. Oh, they're nice, like, yeah, yeah, they are definitely, yeah. He, he, he did a, good, a great job with them. Um, 
Yeah, I think, you know, from a from a collector's point of view, you know, I, I still think the Mojo Matt has probably got the best graphics <clears throat> of of any CNC call, you know, he's put out yeah. from the latest. Well, and then those Mojo Mats, I said the top, well, have top four was the Mojo Matt, mm-hmm. the uh, Betty Ross. That's Ross, um, yeah. Yeah, which I got one of those, and my older boy, that's what, I mean, he ended up getting it. I, you yep. uh, I, well, at one point, I had too many calls. I let each of my sons pick one off of my shelf, and that's when he picked. And he actually sounds really good on a Joey sounds really good on a um, FTM. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he hunts an FTM almost exclusively. Um, that Betty Ross one, the Mojo Matt, which was the first uh, Val and Honor run duck call. No. That was the first FTM, too, wasn't it? Yes, it was also the first FTM. Yeah. And then uh those two the first um 410 which was a um yeah the boss 410 which i have one of those yeah and then another sought after call but you know kind of diminished was that otp yeah stone now stone's not a fan of the otp he wishes that's one call he never put out i love it i absolutely love it um it was probably the predecessor to the um <laughs> The big truck, it was his first go around at a, a cut down hybrid call. Okay. I like it. I still hunt it. Um, it's more of like a Louisiana cut cut down. Uh, it's a real flat, blunt, um, real drastic cut right. on the tone board. It's it's a little ringy, high, high but I mean, on those cold, you know, I'm not um, stump, not stump, but Matt, not Matt, Chris, my bad, Chris, I called you every name in the book. <laughs> he gives me grief. He calls me a call collector. I have some calls. I got some calls now, yeah. but I'm not. I, I wouldn't consider myself a collector because they all get hunted, and I really don't have like super super high end calls. I have like one one really high end call, which is not even a duck call, it's a goose call from um, uh, Rising Custom Calls. It's a wood call that turned. I'll send you a picture of it. So I got I got that one on the steel. But it's a real high on those high wind days. You could just—I mean, I could ring it almost like almost. I mean, it's gonna get higher than an alpha, and um, on open water and stuff, I like it. But right now, I'm that big truck. I think is probably for an absolute hunting call. I I don't see the tech. I'll say it right now. That's probably one of the best hunting calls on the market right now. I, you, in my, in my you, opinion, you would I, take a cold weather fan off the lanyard to replace it with that. If I had to pick one, you know, yeah, I would. I I, I did it this season. I for about a two weeks uh, period, I was hunting a. Um, uh, we got in some geese, and I don't like having a lot of calls on my lanyard. You guys see my lanyard? I usually run four four calls. I'll always have a whistle on me, and it's usually a whistle two mallards that kind of like pair with each other and a goose call. But I had a two week period where I was running a lot of specs and um, I put, I, I took, I was running two spec calls and it came down to a cold weather fan of that big truck. And um, I took that cold weather fan on the big truck. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now, like I said, but if you look at my call in right now, I mean, I have a cold weather fan and a big truck and a rice and spec. I'm really like, you know, I, I know we're, we're going down a rabbit hole with the calling, but I'm real. I'm 
I don't have a lot of brand of calls. I could, you know, you have some MIGs, um, some RT, some, you know, I know you have some real high end ice calls, but I stay with if um for a duck, a duck call is always gonna be an RM. I, I blow RM the best. Um, I do like it. You know, I, I, not, I don't know. Do you own a daisy cutter? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. no. I I don't have. Um, no, I've got one. I've got two uh, RNTs. RNTs. It's probably a Mondo. Hmm? Uh, a Mondo? It's, it's a small batch. Uh, small batch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I've got the I've got the uh, red, red, white, blue call Palooza one. You know, it's yeah, you know, my red, white, blue nice call. Yeah, yeah. God dang, but yeah, yeah. you're on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, for hunting white, I, 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 you know, you can't go wrong with a, a daisy cutter. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I, I tell people, I like the small shops. You know these these guys that are. Uh, you know, up and coming, you know, yeah. the ones that really you know, put the time in and developing their sound, you know, they're not about, they're not in it for the money. You know, they're trying yeah. to enhance the sports and, you well, know, yeah. that's why well, I mean, look, you know, look, stump, stump wanted this year. Set, you know, shot at Seth yeah. Fields. We're trying to get him on the show here pretty soon. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, Stump and Seth, they won the Super Bowl. They yeah. won the Super Bowl this year, and then shout out to our good friends Bill Daniels and um, Hayden Richard. You know they came in close second, and the year before that, you know they won. Hayden won and, last uh, year. Yeah, I won last year, and there was a two consecutive times where it was two uh, small shop guys. I mean, you look at you know Mr. Bill, his shop ain't much bigger than Stumps. It's a little shed in his backyard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know everyone knows him more for speculative goose calls, which to me, that's the best spec call on the market. But yeah. that, uh, you know, I don't have any specs in Georgia, but I have one of his spec calls. You know? <laughs> which I, one even, you I, even I know that's the best spec call. <laughs> Is it a wood or acrylic? Uh, it's wood. African blackwood. You know me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send you a picture of the one I, I just picked up. Yeah. Uh, I picked it up on a steel, bud. I uh, picked it up on a steel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, I think, uh, yeah, we can keep on going. Well, like I said, that before we, yeah, before we started the show, Alex, I told you we'll go down the rabbit holes. Um, but yeah, man, um, Joe, you got anything else for Alex before we let him go? No, hey, I appreciate you being on the show. I, I know we kind of weird. We've always talked to each other back and forth the last couple of years on online. Great to meet you in person. And, um, and let's get something going next season for teal season coming down yeah, here. Yeah, that'd be good, man. He froze. With hey, a Alex, smile on his face. <laughs> he froze with a smile on his face. Take yeah, a picture the, of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> everybody's listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he froze. Um... Probably that dial up. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, he just left. Yeah. I mean, uh. Oh, we ended now, bud. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it was good. Good hearing from him. It was good uh, being back on. And then, uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk to him. Uh, see you next time if he was ever in Texas again. We'll take him out yeah. or something. But, um, yeah, like always, I have a good one, and uh, 
man. Let, let Valor not fail. Hey, guys. And like always, I want to thank Valor and Honor Outdoors for what they do for our service members, first responders, and veterans. And I want to thank A-Bear Custom Decoy Rigs. Like always, y'all have a good one and let Valor not fail. Mm-hmm.